0: This is the Championship Clubs Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of the Championship Clubs Podcast. We'll be looking ahead to a hugely pivotal weekend in the league as the top two face-off in Jersey to decide who wins the title this year and a big derby at the rag that will settle the bottom place and possible relegation. Delighted to say we'll have an insight from all four camps ahead of the weekend as we're joined by Jersey's James Mitchell, Richmond Scrumaff, Stephen Cairns, formerly of Ealing Trail Finders and London Scottish. We start with last weekend's results. I'm delighted to say we're once again joined by Charlie Beckett. Charlie, we'll get straight into the headline games and uh, we can't really look beyond the live stream from last weekend. Bedford 19, Jersey 26. Your old side passed the final test before this weekend's massive showdown, didn't they?
2: They did and I had predicted it going the other way, hadn't I, I think last week. I thought Bedford might have just snuck it and they nearly did. It was a great game, wasn't it? A great watch. I missed the first half because I watched the Red Roses, my sister playing. But as soon as that was done, I was straight onto a live stream. And it was, it was just again, we say it every time it was a live stream, it was a great advert for the champ. It was a great game of rugby. And Jersey are just in this groove of winning at the moment, aren't they? I said it last week. They just, winning is a habit for them at the moment. And they know how to win. And I don't really think Bedford could have done much more. They, they actually got a few scrum penalties, which I didn't really see coming. They they played really well, and Jersey just just squeaked past them. So Jersey did what they needed. That was a huge test in the last two weeks. Both the title contenders have had frights at Golden Road, but have both got past them. And it just is a mouth watering game over at Stad Santander this weekend, isn't it? It
1: is, mate. It is, and we, we won't we won't call for predictions or or anything yet. We're going to talk lots about it this pod. You called a Bedford win, but I think you did say you fancied the Reds to potentially go on and do it if they did get the win at Goldenton Road. They did. They got the maximum five. Point behind Ealing on level games, heading into the weekend, perfect.
2: But the neutral, you couldn't ask for a better roundup of what's about to happen, because you couldn't ask for better than with one week to go. The two top teams are separated by one point. You'd expect, I know I'm involved on them with the Amtel game, but if anyone was betting on it, you'd expect both teams to win their last game. Wouldn't you really look at the way the table is lined up? As I say, with my Amtel hat on, I have very different ideas on that, but from a neutral point of view you'd say you'd expect them to win the top two against mid-table teams so it kind of becomes a winner takes all this weekend it's kind of a shootout for the title so from a neutral point of view from a league point of view you couldn't really ask for much more
1: i think with elan it's a funny one on this pod in particular because i think with the in a in a strange complimentary way we don't talk about them loads because they are that good and you just expect them to get through every weekend and and i think that is one of the biggest compliments you could pay them but looking at them last week Ominous form heading into the weekend themselves. 73-14 against Coldy. They avenged that defeat up on the Wirral. They're definitely not going quietly. And they reminded everyone else that they're the pace setters and reigning champions for a reason, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they did. They are a class act. They're great players, well coached, great organisation, great facilities, everything you need to be flying in this league. And they are. And as you say, they couldn't be in much better form heading into uh, heading into this big title decider. So they absolutely will have no intention of going quietly, I think. The romantic side of everything, the romantic in the fans probably is edging towards a Jersey win because it's a, it's a more romantic story per se. They haven't won it before all that, but Ealing will have no romance on their minds. It will be business as ever, business as usual. And I, do, I think they've got a very, very good record in Jersey. The, the three times I played them in Jersey for Jersey, they beat us every time. That They'll have no fear going to jersey it's always a close game but a close game they normally come out on top so they'll have no fear they'll be going to get five points and in their mind put this title race to bed
1: yeah and and we spoke about it off air let's not forget a bonus point win for Ealing and and nothing for jersey and they win the title on the rock so you know that would be massive for them wouldn't it not only to win the title this weekend but to win it against their you know their closest rivals in the table
2: yeah a 5-0 wins it a 5-1 I think basically wins it because Ealing's uh, points difference is so superior to jerseys I think that would, I think I'm right in saying that would pretty much win it because the best jersey could then do is get even with them um, and a 5-2 would keep it alive just but I think if Ealing take five points this weekend you're looking at an Ealing title win because then if they get anything out of their game against Donny uh, they they win the title and it's, it's a rarity that Ealing don't score at the very least four tries
1: Absolutely, mate. And a, a huge weekend in the Championship to decide the title. At the other end, we've got another huge game, though, and, and London Scottish and, and Richmond. And we did uh, we did get a correct prediction from you last weekend, mate. You you did call London London Scottish, sorry to shock Hartbury at the Alps, and they've set up another winner-takes-all game this weekend, potentially. We both said we had a feeling that might happen, didn't we?
2: We did, and I'm sure we'll get into it in more depth with Stephen later in the show, but it, it's a huge win for Scottish down there. And a massive, massive bonus point, I actually think, for Richmond. Uh, that keeps the gap just that little bit bigger. So that's just as big a game for all the all the opposite reasons, isn't it? Like, we don't know if there's relegation yet still, which, don't get me started that again, is bonkers. But two very proud clubs who, whether they're relegated or whether they're just fighting for bot- not being bottom, neither will want to be bottom. So a massive, massive game at both ends of the table.
1: Just rounding up the games uh, from last weekend, mate, not a pretty one for your boys at Lady Bay on Friday night. Do we, do we want to keep that short and sharp, or uh, is it a, a post-mortem coming?
2: Oh, mate, it, it's it's one of those, it, where you can't talk about the good days if you don't talk about the bad ones. So I'm not going to come out here and talk about all the great things we do. We had a really rough night on Friday night. Um, don't want to make excuses. You look at our team sheet, it was a very changed team. There was two young boys making their debuts, which is brilliant for the club. Come through the club's youth mini and junior section making their championship debuts. Brilliant moment for them. Uh, we had boys playing out of position. We had a really tough week with injuries last week. That said, we shouldn't be going to Nottingham and losing 39-0. That's, um, that's not where we should be, but it's one of those where... Yeah. We have to dust ourselves off and move on to the next game because it's Bedford at home this week. It's a massive, massive local derby for us, bragging rights. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest crowds we've had at, at Dillingham Park ever this weekend, we're expecting. So a huge, huge event for the club this weekend. Really hopeful we'll have a number of boys back from injury. So hopefully we'll be a stronger side, but we we don't know that yet. Obviously it's Wednesday as of recording, so the boys have to come through tests, etc. But it will be... It will have to be a different performance from us this week. So we will, we are reflecting, we're reviewing, and we'll be ready to go again on Saturday. But while I had a rough night, mate, an unbelievable win for your boys at the weekend up at Castle Park, 14-13. That must have been some some celebration after the game.
1: Yeah, I think it was a an enjoyable bus back. I didn't go, but having seen a, seen a few messages on the group chat, I think the lads enjoyed themselves well into the early hours. Um, but yeah, it's a, like I say, it's a it's a result we're celebrating at Castle Park, Doncaster. Um, probably haven't been at the at the standard they would expect this season, but we still knew going there last week that it was going to be a, a difficult ask. We've our form in the league has, has improved. I think we're uh, eight from nine in all competitions at the moment, and yeah, it was a, it was a gritty one. You saw the score thirteen fourteen, not a lot of uh, not a lot going on there, and um, yeah, I think Doncaster actually had a, a kick to win it at the end, which luckily for us they 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 missed. But yeah, the boys really uh, they really fronted up, uh, putting a shift on on Saturday sorry to to cliche term that but yeah watching the game back the, the lads were absolutely outstanding and yeah they really they really fought for each other to get over the line and, and get a win and you know we keep t- talking about in the camp about momentum and keeping momentum and that's what we want heading into you know a cup semi-final at home against the, the high-flying jersey that in a in a couple of weeks that'll be very helpful so yeah a a, a really uh yeah, we we're really chuffed with, with the result of the weekend and uh, we'll uh, hopefully finish in fifth and maybe a sniff at fourth. We, we'll see. So on to a pivotal round 21 in the championship this weekend. Two big games that we'll talk about in a moment. But we'll start with the uh, the Amdil Bedford derby, Charlie.
2: Huge, mate. The Battle of Bedfordshire. The Bedfordshire Megaball 3000. It's huge. He doesn't get bigger. Forget your Ealing jersey. Forget your Scottish Richmond. Let's get this one behind a paywall because everyone will pay 100 quid to watch this. This is massive. Um, no, in all seriousness, this is a huge game for both clubs. I know I've made a bit of a joke there, but this is um, this is local derby, two hugely proud clubs, uh, and it always gets tasty. Amtel, Bedford, and... On top of that, we we got a bit of a kicking on boxing day. Let's be honest. We got we got fifty odd put on us at Goldenton Road on Boxing Day. So we absolutely that is at the forefront of our minds. And it was an embarrassing day for the club. It was an embarrassing day for me to be club captain to get beaten like that by your By your local rivals. So we absolutely will be looking to make amends for that this weekend. Um, Bedford are one of the wildest teams to play in the world. I've never played against anyone like Bedford. They just, no one I've ever played against has an ability to score tries like them. So you're never, ever comfortable. There's always a chance they could score from anywhere, but we will have a game plan to go in with how we think we handle them, how we think we deal with them and hopefully have a huge crowd at Dillingham Park cheering us on.
1: Onto Colby and Doncaster up on the Whirl there their their first season. Colby finishing off at home um, before they they have their last game next weekend. Both teams coming off the back of a couple of difficult results. Colby took a bit of a tonking up at Ealing and and Doncaster pit by uh, pit by the Pirates having taken fifty points at home to Jersey. That'd be uh, be an interesting one. That one. I'm not sure which way that will go. Actually,
2: it will it will be a very interesting one. But whatever happens these next two games, I think Colby have got to be one of the success stories of the season. I think a lot of us, including me, thought they might struggle this year, especially with they didn't do too much recruitment. And this side was the team that brought them out of Nat 1 and before that, the one that brought them out of Nat 2. But they built something very special there with the the camaraderie and the team ethos and the team spirit. And... What what a success story for them this season, whatever happens these next two weeks.
1: And then moving on to, to Coventry, Nottingham. Coventry just just about scraping home against Richmond. I'm not sure anyone would have would have called that one. And, and Nottingham, of course, uh, looking quite good on Friday night against you boys. That could be a, a bit of an entertaining one again.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun on, on Coventry's 4G. Two teams that like to play rugby. Two very dangerous back threes and back lines in general. I think that could be a... A great watch. Um, Neither team too much to play for in they can both Coventry look like they're going to finish third Nottingham are in that mix but from fifth down to ninth sorry Nottingham are so not too much to play for apart from bragging rights but could be could be a great game then you boys have got Hartbury haven't you this weekend Pirates Hartbury how are you feeling going into that?
1: Yeah we do I spoke about about it earlier on the show about keeping that momentum going. Um, eight, eight from nine, a good 2023 20, so far. Uh, that's the main thing for us is yeah, keeping people fit. Um, you yeah, know, making sure everyone's available for, for that, that big semi final for us against Jersey in a couple of weeks. And yeah, we want to finish as high as we can in the table. I think uh, a win this weekend would pretty much cement fifth, outside chance of fourth, but yeah don't don't take uh don't take Hartbury lightly you never know what their side's gonna look like who they who they may draft in this week so yeah we're preparing for a, a tough test as always they beat us up up there just before christmas so uh yeah we'll be hoping hoping to uh finish our home season in the in the league at least in in front of a decent crowd with a with a decent result
2: yeah i think you boys have been one of the biggest turnarounds in the season at Christmas. We, we sat in the pod and spoke about you boys and, and, and us as well, not being where we wanted to be. Both have found a little bit of form post-Christmas. You guys a little bit more than us. Um, And Hartbury have probably fallen off a little bit of form recently. Uh, lost a few in a row after a very, very strong start of the season. So I think that it's always a tough place to go, down to Pirates as well. I can't see anything past a Pirates win on that one, to be honest.
1: Well, we're joined now by uh, former Ealing, former London Scottish and current Richmond Scrum app Stephen Cairns. Stephen, thanks for joining us, mate. First of all, a tough one for you boys on Saturday, so close to turning over a, a Cobb side who've been flying high of late.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, look, thanks for having me, uh, firstly. Uh, secondly, yeah, I think we obviously understand uh, what kind of situation we're in at the moment. Um, I think... Maybe weeks before, uh, not taking a kick against Amptil, um, we didn't get a point there, um, I guess not picking up losing bonus points along the way, or or our uh, try bonus points, um, have really. And um, being being influential in, in in kind of what's happened over the last few weeks. So I mean, although uh, we were very close, we got a try in the last minute. I thought we thought we had it in the bag and um, but but to come out with a point is put a, a huge uh, kind of a boost coming into to this weekend, uh, especially against a really strong uh, calf team that we've seen all season. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good good a good result for us, not what we wanted, but at the same time the point makes a huge difference.
1: Huge derby, obviously at the bottom of the table on Saturday. We just spoke about getting close to, to Coventry last week. Will that will that give the boys the confidence after a difficult recent run? I know you probably don't want to talk about how many are in a row, but so close to uh, to overturning that at the weekend.
0: Yeah, I think um throughout the season we've showed glimpses of of some really strong rugby. Um I mean for the likes of ourselves, look, we really like to play. Um, our downfall sometimes is is maybe that overplaying and and, and get punished for it. Um, but I think you know we stick to our guns. We can score tries. Um, and and um, you know, on the weekend, it's it's gonna give us a huge lift. We had a great training on Tuesday. and um, we know what we want to do. Um, to 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 obviously uh, overcome um Scottish and, and and I guess with not maybe knowing what sort of team they're going to put out with their partnership with um, Quinns, uh, I think think for us it's like really focused on, on how, um, you know, we can we can uh, really um, drive out the gates on the weekend. Just
1: to make the situation in the table even spicier, a Derby game as we've, we've just spoken about there, you've of course played for Scottish as well, is it a different week normally it, and does it have that extra edge in training?
0: Yeah I think um look I played at Scottish I really enjoyed my time there they were able to give me some um, much needed game time uh, last year when when I was on loan from from Ealing um some great group of lads uh, I think you know the difficulty here is is you know you know it's it's, it's not just the players that are going to feel it it's it's the clubs it's the uh, ex players and it's just the families around it and um, there, there's so much more to this game than 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 that meets the eye Um, so there's the added pressure of guess the situation that we're in um, both teams and and obviously we both share a ground so I mean it's all there to play for and it it will be at the back of of everyone's mind but at the same time it it has to be very process focused at at this stage of the year
1: and I suppose the other subplot we spoke about we spoke about actually off air is that we don't know still how next season's championship will look in terms of whether this game decides somebody going down or just finishing bottom does that does that give this game a different focus or is it all just focused on the game? Obviously neither side would want to face either of those scenarios.
0: Yeah, I I do think, I think the difficulty in the championship at the moment is some of that uncertainty. Um, I think even at the top of the table, you know, you look at Eileen, um, maybe not being able to go up, Do they know where they're going to go to Jersey the same, are they going to go to, um, you know, maybe France or, or, or are they going to stay in, in, in the championship and maybe look to go to the premiership? You know, that, that uncertainty is there, but guess for ourselves, like, it's really focused on winning that game if it's not just a pride thing um it's a difficult situation for a club um, and that, that that wants to play at the top level and um, obviously we're both part time and, and in london um you know you may lose a lot of players from that and and, and lose um i guess uh, a lot of the credibility that we have so i think for for both clubs it's so important to stay in the championship it's an absolutely amazing league and and i think um two of the oldest clubs in 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 the country i think it'd be it's hard to see one of them have to go down to, to national
1: one I suppose following on from that as well I guess what, what your thoughts you've played in the league for a while now how frustrating is it that there's still that lack of clarity at this you know this stage we're sort of late April now and you know champ, championship season is going to start again in a couple of months time and of course you need to plan during that time
0: yeah, it's very difficult, um, because you know a lot of guys come here to 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 obviously progress and 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 to um I guess guess push on to the next level. But the the standard of of, of championship rugby is is really strong, and for for boys who really enjoy this style, maybe playing part time, some guys full time. It's a, it's an amazing league, and I think. It's difficult when you don't have any end goal um, and when there's no, uh, I guess, uh, certainty on, on whether you're going to go up, uh, whether you're going to just stay where you are and then obviously potentially uh, potentially go down. I think for the, the I guess, rugby overall, uh, there needs to be that clarity very early on so, so teams obviously can understand their budgets but also understand, I guess, what, what, um, what next year looks like and, and plan a, a really strong squad and keep, keep uh, everyone united together.
1: Despite some of those those criticisms, I guess, how positive is it to see that the game is going to be, you know, free to air stream? We believe it's going to be two games this week, a massive amount of exposure for the championship, really exciting to have, you know, two in, two in one day, which is unprecedented, really
0: yeah i think it's absolutely brilliant and the, and the, the more of that the, the better um, i think there's people not only in the in, in the uk but there's people all around the world that will want to tune in to to see their mates or to maybe follow up with with clubs that they they've been involved with and i think that just keeps um rugby really really globalizes it but also brings um people from afar back, back together which is a really important part of the game um that that, that is definitely needed over the next while
1: just back to the top of the table for a moment. You were, of course at Ealing last year. What will it sort of be like in camp this week, and and how desperate will they be to retain the title?
0: Yeah, in fairness, to be very focused. Um, they'll they'll have done a lot of analysis uh, throughout the week, um, specifically like on the set piece aspects where where they can exploit Jersey. Uh, they'll have a big emphasis on on playing with tempo and beating Jersey around the corner, like they do, um, you know every week. Uh, really on the small details probably like breakdown and, and, and jersey kick a lot so so i think there'll be you know a lot a of, lot a of, lot of aspects there on, on transition and and, and, and uh, more in depth there but but at the same time there's a logistics aspect so they'll have to get their head around that um i mean going to to jersey won't be won't be easy um and uh, it won't be on that fast uh 4g pitch that they, they have before and um, so so that that'll, that'll, that'll be what they're kind of thinking about uh, over the week. And you've spoken about both sides
1: there. You've obviously watched them, played against both of them this season. What do you, what do they offer for you? And putting you on the spot, where do you, where do you see it going?
0: It's a tough one. Um, I think I think um, like obviously Ealing be the favourites. I think uh, going into the game, uh, obviously from from uh, the past uh, past few games. But um, I guess they will look to play with tempo. I think if Jersey can stop that. Uh, if they can slow things down, either in the air or, or on the ground, um, I think they'll have a really good, uh, be in a good spot. Penalty, penalty count is going to be very big. Um, so don't give either team access to the 22. I think their mole uh, is both very strong. And then obviously I know Elian will be looking at that breakdown, as I mentioned, because I know Hampo made, uh, made a few strong breaks in the last few games um, through the middle. But Jersey can can score from anywhere. Um, they're a really strong team. They play real fluid rugby, edge to edge. But... Uh, in terms of, I see, I see Eileen, um, I guess coming away with it, um, in the last few minutes because I think they're really strong under pressure, um, but I do think Jersey at home, it's, it's, it's going to come down to the wire, uh, realistically.
2: Stephen, obviously, as Ross alluded, a massive game this week for the club and for as you you said, the families and the supporters, but as a player yourself, especially playing scrum half, I know. When it's certain big games, pressure games, the preparation can be, can be a little different for myself. Do you do you find yourself preparing any differently this week, or is it just business as usual for you?
0: Yeah, I think um, they're, they're, it's in the back of your mind, but I, I do think like everything we've done on Tuesday, everything we will do on Thursday, we'd really want to just focus on ourselves. So I think try and be as process focused as you can because the pressure is going to come on uh, either way and, and there's going to be kicks maybe to, to win a game there's going to be kicks to the corner it's going to be certain moments that are going to win it and um, so from from our perspective and from my perspective it's really just trying to nail down do the basics really well um uh, and and kind of go from there there's, there's going to be nothing too different but at the same time it obviously will be at the back of your mind when it comes to that 60 70 minutes and 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 it's and it's tight you know
2: yeah, I think a lot of us as players can get a bit too in our own heads, can't wait about when the pressure is just another game Rubby, rugby. It's 80 minutes. We've done it millions of times before um so yeah I think, I think that's the best way to go but I, I say that i try and do it and then you'll find me in a warm changing all sorts of things in pressure <laughs> games i'm not the best at dealing with that sometimes
0: yeah i know no, no we're, we're lucky to have some some good leaders around the squad that like when when we get to that, those points we can just kind of take a breath and, and try and calm it down but uh you know it's it's going to be so important this weekend i think uh whoever can take uh, uh take advantage of that purple patch will 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 come out on, on top and and look um, most definitely be us hopefully
1: <laughs> well Stephen thanks again for coming on mate and uh, best of luck for this weekend I appreciate it guys thank you for all your time enjoy it delighted to say now that we're joined by jersey red scrum half James Mitchell
3: James welcome onto the show how are you mate good thank you very much thanks for having me on guys
2: we're good how Mitch how are you mate you good you good
3: yeah very good uh, obviously exciting week so yeah
2: excited yeah, mate, I'll jump straight in. I, I've obviously been in the jersey dressing room. I know, I know the club well. I know the staff. I know especially what Harvey's like on big weeks. I've never been there in a title title week. The uh, Probably the closest I've come to that was either playing London Irish at home or we had a game at Christmas against Ealing, actually, at Ealing, where if we beat them, we went second. Um, I know the level of detail and the passion that... Harvey had those weeks. How how's Prep been this week? How How is he, how he and Webbs and Tommy Williams, how are they preparing you boys? Being been very good,
3: to be fair. I mean, you said it there, the details being kind of off the charts this week. We've not really let emotions get too high um, this early on. You, you don't want to waste your emotions, do you? So we had a good training session yesterday. Uh, detail was high. Intensity was high. And I think there's just a lot of excitement around the place. You know, we're really looking forward to the challenge ahead. You know what Elin are going to bring in terms of physicality in their set piece. So... You know, we've got a few things to try and match that, and you know, see see how we go this weekend.
2: You boys must
3: be beyond full of
2: confidence at the moment. You, you're in. I was saying uh, earlier to Stephen like you boys are just in an absolute role of knowing how to win. Like you're winning, winning and losing are habits, aren't they? But it's a cliche sport, but I think it's true. And you boys are just winning on winning on winning, and look like you don't know how to lose at the moment. What what would you? pay that to what do you think has, has caused that this season um,
3: there's a few things I think the environment's really really professional we've got a, a very good strength and conditioning coach called Sam Handy and a few things he's brought in this year has made the environment really really professional um, a couple of years ago I don't know if you were it was there when you were there but we'd have been, like cake in the changing rooms after training you know we've kind of got rid of stuff like that now just to make the environment so much more professional and you know when we train it just feels you know very very um, elite if you like that's the kind of word we go on about and then the other side of that as well, we we enjoy it. We enjoy each other's company. You know yourself, like Jersey's a very small island. So as a team, you get so close to each other because you're only, you know, two miles away from each other. Um, So, you know, kind of we've enjoying being with each other. We work hard on that. We have a meeting every Tuesday, um, call it Trademark. And, you know, we kind of get to know each other, play fun games, that sort of thing. And inherently that's just made us really close as a group. So, you know, if we... Um, if we lose, we're kind of really close together. You know, if we win, we celebrate these wins as well. And I think that's ma- that's massive for us this year.
2: Yeah, man, whatever's happening is is clearly working. Out. It, it's it's sad to hear that Thursday Cake Club's gone. Can't lie, I was a big driver of Thursday Cake Club. In uh, not quite a founder, T.J. Harris brought into our change room, but I was a big big driver of Thursday Cake Club. But that probably says more about me than it does uh than it does the environment of Jersey now. So mate, that, that's great to hear. I think. I, I I was saying to Ross earlier, I'm obviously playing, hopefully on Saturday, um, but I don't think I've been more disappointed about playing in my life because I am so wish I could watch this game at the weekend. I think Jersey Ealing is always a huge game. Whenever I've played in it, the physicality is off the charts. It's one of the most physical games you play and the pace of it. There's the added spice of the clubs have history and don't always get on the best, which always makes for a spectacle. So I think it's going to be a fascinating game to watch. And I I just hope... That both teams do themselves justice and play well. You don't want either side to have a bad day. You want, well, well, you probably want Ealing to have a terrible day. But from a from a neutrals point of view, you want both teams to play well and the best team to come out on top. So I'll hand you over to Ross, probably some more professional questions than me asking from the inside. But I'm so excited to see what happens this weekend. And as soon as I finish, hopefully beating Bedford on Saturday, as producer Ryan Smirks in the background um i will be straight off the pitch on my phone to find out who's won the jersey Ealing game.
1: James is another uh, another big win this past weekend against Bedford in a in a pressure game really to stay at the top of the of the table and get the full five points um feature, featured in the free to air game. You know how how important was it to get past that that hurdle first?
3: Um obviously massively important. We didn't really look ahead to this Ealing game. We just literally as the cliche says but we just concentrated on that week. Um Webb's has got a great saying. I mean, if we, if we're the pressure is to kind of do your job, the lads got to take the mick out of me by saying that. But you know, the pressure is to do your job. If we've got 15 lads executing their roles, whether it be set piece, attack, or whatever that is, you know, you're gonna have a good day at the office. So I think, you know, that's the kind of pressure going into games, is just if you do if I execute my role, my job, and we've got all my mates doing that around me, hopefully we've got to have a good day at the office. And I think that boded kind of well for us this year um so yeah i mean you know it's a tough place to go bedford we were known in no no illusions that kind of it's you know big crowd they love playing kind of down the hill first half luckily we got um sorry they play up the hill first half we got it second half which kind of put into our hands a little bit so yeah it it was a tough game they kind of um, set piece wise they caused us a lot of caused us a lot of problems but luckily to get the win at the end was was pretty good you
1: talk about not focusing on on Ealing there, and rightly so, with a, you know a big test against Bedford first. But what is that pressure like the weekend before a top two showdown? Knowing you have to play your part by by winning that game, do you do you come into the change room after it's job done, you've won the game, and look for that Ealing result? Hope they have slipped up
3: maybe. Um, not really. Like I said, we've kind of been concentrating ourselves the whole season. It's it's where we've not been looking at Ealing. You know, if they lose here or they win there, we've just literally been kind of doing our doing our own stuff and concentrated. On ourselves, uh, my car coached the Colts here and they were playing at the same time we were playing. So I got into the changing room, checked their result first. Um, they won, which is good. They won the same court. Um, so, yeah, um, that's 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 kind of what we've been looking at doing, just concentrating ourselves, really, not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Back on to, to
1: facing Eland at the weekend. You face each other already this season three times, twice in the cup. One win for you at your place, where you are again, obviously, this weekend. Does that have any bearing on it at all? Is it diff- different teams, different
3: competitions? Um, I suppose yeah I mean it's Ealing's a tough place to go they love their fast track um, especially the way they play they play around the corner try to get momentum on you and, and beat you around beat you around the corner so it's always a tough place to go um, our place hopefully we'll get a decent crowd I think we on Monday we sold 1400 tickets which is which is pretty good for us um, and obviously that's that's on Monday so if we get you know a decent crowd and um, if we get like a decent crowd and and get them behind us we'll uh, we'll have a good day
1: and you yourself, of course, been in this league a little while now. I guess it's slightly different to the bottom of the table with the situation in that you know where you stand going into it with obviously the, the relegation still outstanding. What are your thoughts on on where we are and how good is it to to see so much interest at the top and bottom? two free to air streams we're hearing this weekend and you know the potential some exciting stuff coming in the not too
3: distant future as well? Um, I think we're in a great place. I think there's obviously a long way to go. Um, I think you boys have done a great job so far in kind of promoting the league, um which you know everyone in the league's really, really. Um, kind of loving so I think there's a long way to go. I think it's a really exciting league. you just got to have a look at some of the talent in the league that just are crying out for an opportunity to to play at that top level. Um, both sides of the league is obviously very exciting with us us this weekend and Richmond and Scottish. so um I think we're in a good place. I think the RFU need to really have a look at this league and, and see how much further it can go. I I, I feel like can can really kick on and be a really, really good league. Um, so, so yeah, you talk about there
1: being a long way to go. I suppose the flip side of that then is that what could be at stake in terms of promotion to the Premiership isn't this weekend. There's a there's a good article in the Times today comparing it to the Championship in football and the playoff final in football in the Championship being one of the most lucrative games in in sport in this country, possibly you know even the world. That's obviously where we want to get to, isn't it? Is you know that getting to the next level and and hopefully that restructure of the league can mean that that's more realistic for everyone.
3: Yeah definitely I've just read I read I read that article just now I think it's a good article it basically just says you know kind of what we we've, we've been thinking it's it's I think it said on the top right about how you know whoever wins they get is it like nothing they don't get any money whereas in football I think it's 135 million isn't it obviously you're not expecting those the, that sort of money but you know something to play for at the end of the season where a club like jersey I think 9 years 9 years ago Elon and Jersey were at the bottom of the championship uh, fighting for relegation now we're at the top of the championship um, fighting obviously would be for promotion but you know to, for the title um, so it just shows you how far far kind of we've come as a club and Elon have come as a club and you know to kind of get denied rele- uh, promotion at the at the end of the season it is quite tough to take. It, 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 uh, sorry
2: sorry much it's interesting what you made there on two points of I think part of what the RFU will say is why they don't have promotion, etc. is you're not going to find a team come up the league like an extra again. But you say they're like, in the last 10 years, that's exactly what Jersey and Ealing have done, but the league below. So give them 10 more years and the money and the, the investment and who knows where they could be in the premiership. So to say that the clubs haven't got that ambition and can't do that anymore, I think is proven wrong by the fact that we've got two teams who aren't historically huge clubs in the English league system. They're two of the newer clubs who've come up, who've risen together fighting for this title is massive. And then something you said there that I've never really thought about, like I do quite a bit of quote unquote RFU bashing on this podcast. Like I I speak my mind. I'm not a huge fan of how they treat our league. You don't have to listen to many episodes to understand that. But something I've never really thought of there's a financial side, like you say, there is no financial gain for winning the championship. It's a well done, you've won the championship. But to win the championship, you have to invest huge amounts of money. So if you're a board of a club or an owner, where Where is the incentive for you to invest that money? Like Ealing are lucky they have a, a funder in in Trailfinders who, who looks after them and has for a while. Jersey, I believe, from rooms I heard, have found a few more investment, investors on the island, which is brilliant because that is a brilliant club that was crying out for it. When when I was there, it's like, this is two or three investors off being a club that will be fighting for titles, which is what's happening. So you're thankful these people pretty much out of the goodness of their heart do it because, yeah, they get some sponsorship, but there's no there's no lucrative prize for the club and that is just another reason why the fact there is no promotion, no prize money, nothing for winning the league, we're stifling the ambition of clubs there because there's no point for them to invest the money to go and be more successful.
3: No, I agree. It's, it's interesting to say that. So rugby on Jersey is absolutely massive. I mean, the rugby club itself is doing really, really well. I think I was up there training the amateur side last night, the the rugby club, and obviously they've just been promoted and they're climbing up the leagues. Um on the other pitches, the women were training. They had about 30, 30 training. They're really strong at the minute. And the Minion Juniors, there's a lot of lads that looking at going to go into Hartbury and, you know, academies and trying to go up that route, which is a bit of a shame really, because you don't want them to you kind of want them to stay on Jersey and come through that pathway, but they feel like they have to leave to get to that that top level. Whereas, you know, if there was promotion, we could get to that top level, they, they wouldn't feel like a need to leave and, and try go up that route, if you know.
2: Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Siam Cup earlier. One of I, I was talking about the day, probably my favourite day of my life, and I get in trouble my girlfriend for saying this, was the Siam Cup, my first year in Jersey, it got cancelled the second year because of COVID. The yeah. best day, the best fun. They go vets, women's, seconds, first, back-to-back, Jersey versus Guernsey. Brilliant games, brilliant atmosphere. It's a great social for the lads who can't play, and it's just such a brilliant rugby club feel to it and the fact that like you say rugby is massive on Jersey there's so many people playing it across all aspects of it it's great to see what were the athletic when I was there now the rugby club in the in the leagues doing well winning their league coming up it does seem bonkers that a club that ambitious that is doing so well there is a ceiling to what they can do and the same with Ealing you look at all the work Ealing do in the community their links with Brunel their women's team have just gone into the premiership so they're investing massively there they've come through the leagues this other brilliantly ambitious club that is trying to grow our game also is being given a ceiling because these two clubs are doing everything they can to grow the game all we talk about is that the game needs growing and our own governing body are stifling them and handcuffing them it seems it seems
3: bonkers yeah it's a tough one to take I mean I mean with the funding as well it's it's pretty tough just little things not funding for the kind of the players or anything like that but funding little things about pitches balls if we get more funding so we can get better balls better pitches it's got to be Kind of create a better product for rugby, so more people come down and watch, and herily it gets it it better. you know, I think there's been quite a few games this year that have been cancelled just purely because teams don't have covers on pitches. You know, we're a professional league and and that's obviously down to funding. If they are, if you maybe fund it a little bit more, obviously, I don't want to stick my head out too much like you Charlie, but um you know if they fund it a little bit more, hopefully you can get better pitches, better balls, that sort of thing, which helps you know a better product to for people to come and watch.
1: You talk about the, the prize at stake there, like like in football, perhaps no no financial prize at stake. But just finally, I suppose, what would it mean to the people of Jersey, to yourself, to the club, you know, for a first a chance of a first major honor this weekend? What a place to start it would be if you managed it.
3: I mean, it's like, like I said, like I said just then, rugby's massive on Jersey. There's a lot of hard work that's gone into this. Um, especially COVID. I mean, COVID had a massive uh, impact on a lot of champ teams, and there was a lot of people that kind of help Jersey out. So for them to kind of see something in return for that would be really, really good. Um, we've got a very good fan base, a very loyal fan base. So, you know, to win something for them would be would be massive. Um, and it's just an exciting time. It's it's one of those ones where, you know, you want to be involved as a player, all these cliches. So everyone around the club's really, really excited. And, you know, let's see what happens this Saturday.
1: Lovely, Mitch. James, Lovely we're all looking forward to seeing what happens. Thanks very much again for joining us and best of luck this weekend, mate. Cheers,
3: lads. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
1: So we finished with the big one, Jersey Ealing. We've said it all pretty much already. We've spoken to James Mitchell earlier in the show. Mate, neck on the block. Which
2: way is it going? Oh, you keep doing this. You keep not putting it in the show notes. At the end, being like, who's going to win? Ealing. Just, just, I just think they've been there, done it. They have no fear going to Jersey. The big occasions, Ealing have got more experience in them. I think it will be a 5 2 to Ealing, is my prediction. I think it'd be a high scoring, great game. Wouldn't be surprised if Jersey are ahead for a lot of it. Again, the caveat is the Jersey scrum. If Ealing can look after the Jersey scrum, I think they'll win. If the Jersey scrum, and Ealing haven't got a bad scrum, but if the Jersey scrum destroys the Ealing one, which it has the potential to, then any side of the scrum getting destroyed, it's a tough day to go and win. So I'm going to say Ealing 5 2 in an absolute worldie of a game
1: and keeping things alive for... What do you one.
2: think, Ross? Hang on, what do yeah. you think? No one ever asks you this. What do you reckon? I've, I've said it to
1: a few people and, and I, I agreed with something you said last week. If Jersey got through that Bedford game, I just, I do, I fancy them to to sneak it this weekend. Whether this is sitting on the fence or not, I don't know if that definitely is enough for them to to do it this season. Because again, if it's a... If it's a four-two swing, it could. Ross happen. is
2: backing an Amp to win on the last day of the season, it aren't you? Could. That's what Ross is backing at Jersey.
1: I just think all the talk we've had about this weekend being the title decider. There's still another round of games after this weekend, so there is anything can happen, especially in this league at the moment. So I wouldn't back against it going to the final day and and still there being some drama, even if it goes the other way. I'm back in Jersey to win this weekend. I think we're all looking forward to the weekend. Um, massive, massive weekend for the league. Big thanks to you, Charlie, as always, mate. Thanks to James Mitchell and to Stephen Kerens for coming on and to producer Ryan. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure you follow us on the socials and get watching some Championship Rugby this weekend. A great product, a great league, and it's there for you to watch all for free.
0: That was the Championship Clubs podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.